Welcome to Speak Up and Stay Alive Radio with author, speaker, and your host, Pat Rulo, serving you a generous helping of everything you need to know to help you and your loved ones stay safe during any doctor or hospital visit. The program is not intended to replace medical advice from a licensed professional, but rather to encourage you to become a well-informed participant in your health and well-being. And now, your host, Pat Rulo. Hello and welcome. I'm Pat Rulo, the voice for patient safety, where each week we delve into little-known healthcare and hospital hazards, as well as other fringe topics that affect your health and well-being. I'm so happy you've taken the time to join me, and today I have lots to share with you. So, let's dig right in, shall we? You may have noticed that I have not yet spoken about the coronavirus on this show, How odd, a patient safety radio program and no word about the virus? Well, quite frankly, I am stymied. There's so much information out there telling you what to do to stay safe that my words would be irritatingly redundant. Couple that with my utter confusion as to what actually is going on. Every day, the narrative changes, and to attempt to address anything virus-related will immediately become outdated upon hearing it. Now, I work from home, so staying put is not a problem for me. Actually, I rather like it that way. And the whole idea of cross-contamination has always been on my mind. And for those who have listened to me for years, you know it's been a hot topic long before this pandemic. The pre-coronavirus statistic was 50% of our healthcare providers do not practice proper hand-washing protocol. That was huge, and hopefully that will change once we reach the other side of this crisis. Handshaking? What a bizarre infection-causing greeting. Let's hope that goes away too. But for many, this social distancing, sheltering in place, quarantined, isolation is a heavy burden. Financial losses, no work, filing for unemployment, receiving checks from the government— It's mind-blowing for even the strongest of minds among us. Fake news, false narratives, not knowing who to trust when it comes to gathering correct facts, data, projections. Are we really being told the truth, or is something else going on? The feeling of being a sheeple is not one that resonates with me. Forced to stay home? forced to lose income, forced to take part in mass fear and hysteria, rationing of water and toilet paper? What's up with the toilet paper? Everyone must stay six feet away from one another, except for the coronavirus task force, whom I watch every day on television. And I watch as our leaders stand in front of us shoulder to shoulder, everyone touching the same lectern one after another. So which way is it? Six feet apart or shoulder to shoulder? Mixed messages lend doubt, which then creates fear. It's just too much to address because it's in constant flux and confusion. And really, as everyday citizens, we have no idea what's going on in the background. We assume our leaders know what's going on, but do they really? I don't know. And that is why I cannot address this at length, because I have no idea what's going on. So all I want to say about it today is this, 
we must take this, this new normal for a while, and view it as a gift. The one thing we are in control of is our perception and how we want to arrange our state of mind. So, this weirdness is a gift of time to look inward, time to reflect on who you are, time to decide what's important to you and what isn't. Who and what do you want to be? How can you come out of this as a different and a better person? Seldom do we have a moment or any time to think or breathe or take care of ourselves or our loved ones. It is a time to catch up on quality sleep, eat healthy foods, exercise, get outside, wander through some woods, enjoy nature, do some forest bathing, meditate, pray, read, write, think, talk, put the phone down and just stop. Who am I? What do I think? What do I believe? How can I be better? How can I help others? What am I grateful for? So as scary as all of this is, let's find the gift in it all. God bless you, and God bless America. Well, today I want to talk about Shinrin-yoku. Say what? Shinrin-yoku? What the heck am I talking about? What I'm talking about is forest bathing. Forest bathing. Now, before you get any crazy and wild ideas, no, don't worry. I'm simply talking about taking in the forest atmosphere. Forest bathing. It refers to the process of soaking up the sights, smells, and sounds of a natural setting to promote physiological and psychological health. It was developed in Japan during the 1980s and has become a cornerstone of preventive healthcare and healing in Japanese medicine. And there's a robust body of scientific literature on the health benefits of simply spending time under the canopy of a living forest. And you know me, anything that we can do to stay healthy and out of the healthcare system, out of the hospital, that doesn't have any side effects, well, I'm all in. The idea is simple. If a person simply visits a natural area and walks in a relaxed way, there are calming, rejuvenating, and restorative benefits to be achieved. Wander and sit. How simple is that? There have been many scientific studies that are demonstrating the mechanisms behind the healing effects of simply being in a wild and natural area, such as boosted immune system functioning with an increase in the count of the body's natural killer cells. And we do have what's called natural killer cells. Sounds kind of crazy, but I'll talk about that in a moment. Other healing effects are reduced blood pressure, reduced stress, improved mood, increased ability to focus, even in children with ADHD, attention deficit hyperactivity disorder. I like this one, accelerated recovery from surgery or illness, increased energy level, we can all use that, improved sleep, overall increase in sense of happiness. Incorporating forest bathing trips into a good lifestyle was first proposed in 1982 by the Forest Agency of Japan. And it's now become a recognized relaxation or stress management activity in Japan. 
The results of a study using the profile of mood states demonstrated that a forest bathing trip significantly increased the score for vigor and decreased the scores for anxiety, depression, and anger. Habitual forest bathing may help to decrease the risk of psychosocial stress-related diseases and may have a preventive effect on cancer generation and development. So how is forest bathing different from a hike? Well, a hike is generally oriented as a journey from point A to point B, whereas forest bathing is not about reaching a physical destination. It's simply about spending time in the forest, breathing in the environment, standing, walking, sitting, or lying down near trees. A study in Japan showed that when people walked through a forested area, their cortisol levels dropped 16% more than when they walked in a city. Plus, after 15 minutes, their blood pressure levels were lowered too. It's due to something called phytoncides. When humans stand beneath trees, they absorb some of the phytoncides, which in turn triggers the production of natural killer cells in our bodies. A phytoncide is a substance emitted by plants and trees and generally means the aroma of the forest. So phytoncides are produced to help plants and trees protect themselves from harmful insects and germs. Basically, they are wood essential oils. Forest therapy may also help control blood sugar. A Japanese study followed 87 adults diagnosed with type 2 diabetes for six years. During this time, the participants walked in a forest for 1.9 or 3.7 miles, depending on their physical ability, on nine different occasions. At the end of the study, researchers found that the forest walkers had lower blood glucose, improved insulin sensitivity, and decreased levels of hemoglobin A1c, which is an indicator of how well blood glucose has been controlled over the past three months. Also better concentration. Research in the United States has investigated the effects of outdoor green spaces on symptoms of attention deficit hyperactivity disorder in children. Doctors specializing in environmental psychology at the University of Illinois studied 17 children diagnosed with ADHD who were exposed to three different environments. After 20-minute walks in a city park, children experienced substantially improved concentration compared to 20-minute walks in downtown and residential settings. This is huge. Researchers concluded that the positive results were comparable to the effects of Ritalin. Wow. How about diminished pain? Researchers studied the effects of nature, scenery, and sounds on pain perception. This randomized controlled clinical trial included 120 adults undergoing bone marrow aspiration and biopsy performed with only local anesthetic, a painful procedure, in one of three settings. One group experienced nature, scenery, and sounds during the biopsy, the second group city scenery and sounds, and the third group a standard medical setting. Overall, the procedure was poorly tolerated, but researchers concluded that viewing a nature scene and listening to nature sounds is a safe and inexpensive way to reduce pain during bone marrow biopsy. How's that? Improved immunity. Studies in Japan have examined markers of immunity in both men and women after three-day trips to the forest. Healthy volunteers participated in three two-hour sessions of walking in a forest. Researchers measured the number and activity of natural killer cells, those immune cells that destroy cancerous cells in the body. They also measured levels of phytoncides in the forest air. 
the forest walking significantly decreased levels of stress hormones, increased anti-cancer proteins, and increased the number and activity of natural killer cells. And get this, 30 days after the experience, natural killer cells were still more active, suggesting that monthly forest walks could be an important lifestyle factor in the prevention of cancer as well as a helpful therapy for people diagnosed with cancer. And these researchers believe that the wood essential oils were at least partially responsible for the positive effects of forest air. This is huge. Another possible explanation for forest bathing soothing effects involves our sense of awe when viewing natural beauty. But most people are so tethered to their technology and their phones, they don't even know what it feels like to be in awe of something grand or of just being. Our children today, they don't know what it feels like to be just in the presence of nature. Not going, not doing, no agenda, but just being. In our addictive and information-loaded virtual world, there is a real need to reconnect with the real world. But what if you don't happen to live near a forest? Uh, not to worry, you can find a sit spot. That's right, a sit spot in nature near your home. It could be a park, the arboretum, even your own yard. And just sit and pay attention at different times of the day and in different seasons of the year. Leave the phone somewhere else. No camera, no selfies, no Twitter hashtags. Take off your shoes and feel the earth with your bare feet. Become grounded, breathe consciously and enjoy what is real. Smell the aroma of the trees, engage all of your senses. Forest bathing, it's medicine right outside your door. It's free, no co-pays, no side effects. So give it a try this coming week. Listen to Pat Rulo and Speak Up and Stay Alive Radio. Stay safe from little-known healthcare and hospital hazards. To learn more, go to speakupandstayalive.com. That's speakupandstayalive.com. You know you've been a good friend, and that's in the thick and thin, and I know it's never gonna end. Cause you've been a good friend. Thanks to the coronavirus, we're all at home with plenty of free time. What to do? I know I've cleaned out closets, dresser drawers, the refrigerator. Who knew staying at home could be so much work? So now that everything is clean and tidy, what next? How about a good book? When was the last time you had time to read? Well, here's your opportunity, and I have a suggestion for you. The book is titled Rio, A Love Story, How My Dog Saved My Life, written by Joni Dark Shepherd. It's a moving, loving, and heartfelt story about a woman who cared for her ailing sister and mother until they both passed away. And then she found herself getting lost in the darkness of depression. She rescued several dogs and found the love of her life, Rio, whose unconditional love got her out of the house and into the show ring. Check it out at the website joanandrio.com. The book is also available as an audiobook that I had the honor to narrate. So read it or listen to it, but do it. Either way, visit joanandrio.com.
Hi there, I'm Gina Murphy-Darling, the host of Mrs. Green's World, and I personally invite you to become a part of our movement. We show up every day to help create the change we wish to see because we care deeply about this great planet of ours. The guests I interview inspire ways of living that are healthy, sustainable, and socially just. We discuss real issues by leveraging experts and science to get trustworthy information. Please visit our website at mrsgreensworld.com to learn more and to become a part of our world. Are you wondering what to do with yourself while sheltering in place? I have a fun answer. Yay, good news at last. Listen to the OK Boomer podcast with two very real boomers who are honest, fresh, and funny. They're here to remind us that we're all okay. So sit back in your favorite recliner, concoct your favorite quarantini, add a splash of lemon or lime juice for added vitamin C, and tune in to the real Gene and Laura coming to you from beautiful Ohio. You can find them at okboomerpod.com. That's okboomerpod.com. And remember to wash your hands. With so much crazy going on in today's world, we need to add self-solutions to help make our lives easier. And today, I'm especially excited to share Tonglen with you, T-O-N-G-L-E-N. It's a meditation practice that allows you to visualize taking in the suffering of oneself, of yourself or others, as you breathe in and on the out-breath, giving recognition, compassion and healing back out. I used to do this with my mom as she often spent time in grave pain and in the hospital and rehab for many years. And I've recently done this with one of my cats when she had a medical issue. And I have to say it helped me and I do believe it helped them. So enjoy the next few moments as Mark Van Buren shows you how all of it can be used as a way to awaken you to your life while cultivating compassion, peace, and joy. Here he is. Hello and welcome to Weekly Wisdom. My name is Mark Van Buren and today I'd like to talk about the practice of Tonglen. Tonglen is a Tibetan Buddhist practice that can be done both in seated meditation and out in daily life. And because most of our lives is not in seated meditation, today I'd like to talk more about how to practice Tonglen in daily life. Tonglen is the practice of sending and receiving. So what is it that we're receiving? We're receiving the suffering of all people or of the person that we're seeing in daily life. And then what are we sending? We're sending out relief to that suffering. So for example, if you have a family member who's ill and you're going to visit them, a great practice you can do is this sending and receiving. So what do you do? So as you're sitting there, you can imagine yourself breathing in their suffering. So all the suffering of the illness, Imagine yourself breathing it in through your nose, right into your heart. And then imagine it being transformed and you send them out relief. So it's something that you can do uh, anywhere and everywhere with any situation, anything that makes you uncomfortable, you breathe in the discomfort of that. And you can imagine that you're breathing in the discomfort of all people. So if you have anxiety or depression and you're feeling it fully one day, you can breathe in everybody's anxiety and depression. 
And it's as if that when you breathe in, you're stealing that suffering from them. You're taking that suffering from them and then you're sending out relief from that suffering. So it's a great practice and it has two aspects of it. One, we're training ourselves to pull in suffering, to get used to being uncomfortable and to get used to suffering, which is something that's very unordinary compared to what we normally do, which is try to escape it, try to run away from it. So we're breathing in suffering, we're cultivating fearlessness, we're saying, hey, I feel this way, and I know a lot of other people feel this way, so I'm gonna breathe it in, I'm gonna take it away from everyone and feel it fully. It's almost as if by you feeling it, you're freeing everybody else from it. And then again, you're cultivating the compassion, that's the other aspect of it, by sending out relief. And you're not only thinking of yourself, you're thinking of all people experiencing whatever you're experiencing. Now you can also use this on the other end of the spectrum. If things are going very well, if you're feeling healthy, if you're super happy or joyful one day, you can breathe in the joy and then send it out with the hopes that all beings can feel this. So it's just this practice of sharing and of taking and of sending and receiving. It can be done anytime anywhere it's so practical too and especially when you're dealing with someone who's sick or in someone who's suffering and you feel like you really can't help them you feel like maybe they're not taking your advice or obviously an illness there's not much you can do about that so what can you do uh, is this practice of tonglen you know and whether or not it affects the person is not as important for how it affects your mind and what you're cultivating. Is it possible that you can breathe someone's suffering away? Possibly, just like it's possible that prayers can affect an outcome of a patient. Uh, but what's more important is that you're cultivating a peaceful mind that's not afraid of suffering, that's not afraid to uh, help others that are suffering, and that's not afraid to share joy, to share happiness, to share peace. And of course, you're cultivating compassion for other people by sending them relief. So it's a really great practice uh, that you can apply anytime, anywhere. So anytime this week, when you notice that you're feeling good, when you're having a good day, think about all the people that might not be having a good day and send them that happiness, send them that, that joy. And on the other end of the spectrum, anytime this week where you're going through a difficulty or you're experiencing something painful or traumatic, see if you can breathe that trauma in, breathe that difficulty in, and send out relief to all other people experiencing the same thing. Have a wonderful week. Namaste. How interesting was that? Tonglen can be done for those who are ill, those who are dying or have just died, or for those who are in any kind of pain. It can be done either as a formal meditation practice or right on the spot at any time. For example, if you are out walking and you see someone in pain, right on the spot, you can begin to breathe in their pain and send out some relief. Or more likely, you might see someone in pain and look away because it brings up your fear or anger. It brings up your resistance and confusion. So on the spot, you can do Tonglen for all the people who are just like you, for everyone who wishes to be compassionate, but instead is afraid. And I think we've all experienced that. So this week, let us try to breathe in for all of us and breathe out for all of us. Think of it as a medicine with no bad side effects. 
And speaking of medicine with no bad side effects, I have a private boutique line of organic essential oils that assist with all types of health issues. Essential oils are increasingly being used in hospitals throughout the country to alleviate pain, stress, nausea, to induce sleep and healing. Now, instead of mixing your own to create positive outcomes, something that many people are hesitant to do, we've done the blending for you in the form of rollerballs. Now, when you have an issue, you simply grab your rollerball and roll on the affected area, kind of like a miniature roll-on deodorant, only there's nothing bad in it. It's a 10 milliliter glass bottle with a roller ball on the top that keeps the oil from escaping unless and until you take the cap off and apply. Roller balls, they're portable relief, anytime, anywhere, no mess. Made with 100% organic, pure essential oils. And I want to highlight some of the mighty blends we have for you. We have something called Bliss. Fill your soul with joy and happiness. Lift your mood and realize that you are amazing. Roll and massage on the bottoms of your feet, the back of your neck or hair for a quick pick-me-up. It's a blissful blend of lemongrass and sweet orange. I love that one. We have something called chill for all of those stressful moments in your life. Another one called face it. Put your best face forward with the skin-friendly, wrinkle-reducing, blemish-fighting trio. Another one called focus. We have something called happy, happy, joy, joy. And I tell the story, one of my girls scratched this on my brand new car when they were little. Came out to my car and there it said scratched on the brand new paint job. It said happy, happy, joy, joy. Oh, boy, did I need this rollerball back then. We have headache free. Another one called inhale for stuffy noses. Melt for anxiety. No nausea for soothing that upset stomach. A real popular one called snooze. Slip into sleep and forget counting sheep. Turn off your cell phone, pull the shades and roll this blend on the bottoms of your feet, your wrists, temples and your upper lip. Stash it under your pillow and use it right before you drift off. Portable relief, anytime, anywhere. We also have some best-selling sprays. Now, you know me. I've been concerned about cross-contamination long before the coronavirus. So these products have been in place for many years prior to this pandemic. And I am in no way suggesting that our products are a cure for COVID-19. Not at all. But we do have some sprays that we have used in the past with great success within hospital settings, such as our Anti-3 Antimicrobial Spray. It's similar to our hospital helper blend that helps fight against superbugs such as MRSA. This blend contains essential oils known to be antiviral, antibacterial, and antifungal. You simply shake and spray as often as you like. It's called Anti-3. I have Clear the Air, a disinfecting room spray. It combines the benefits of several different well-documented antibacterial essential oils. So none of this is made up. It's all science-based. Happy Hands Sanitizer, with everybody out there running around and hoarding hand sanitizer. So it's especially helpful during this pandemic. And it goes beyond typical hand cleaners, thanks to the addition of powerful germ-fighting essential oils, such as tea tree and others. Dirty Talk, the cell phone disinfectant. I mean, you want to talk about cross-contamination, there's a problem. So there's many sprays that I have had for many years prior to this that you may want to check out. And it's all at the website Zap and zen.com and it's spelled z-a-p-n-z-e-n.com zappenzen.com you can also go to the website speakupandstayalive.com click the link that says shop and there you will see essential oils 
and it will take you to the Zap and Zen website. So two ways you can get to the essential oils via the website zappandzen.com or speakupandstayalive.com and visit the shop page. Or you can call me 440-725-5462. That is 440-725-5462. We need to do everything we can to stay safe and these sprays and rollerballs just may be a solution for you. Well, with that, we've been all over the place today, but we are done. But as always, I have so much more to share with you. Until next time, I guess. Same time, same place, but you know me, never the same information. Until then, I hope you have a healthy and a happy week. I am Pat Rulo, and I am the voice for informed choice and patient safety. Want even more information? Purchase a copy of Pat's book at speakupandstayalive.com. Once again, it's speakupandstayalive.com. Or you can call Pat at 440-725-5462. Until next week, remember, it's okay to ask others to wash their hands. You have to speak up and stay alive.